I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, flower flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff leg, spotty lipped, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Butterless Popcorn. Uh, it's the holidays. Christmas is uh, approaching, uh, or or it's already here slash arrived. I don't know the exact date of when this will be out to the to the masses, but it is here. And what sort of movie pod would we be if we didn't talk about a Christmas movie? So today we are talking about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and I'm just giving you the floor right now, Adam, because this is, I feel like this is one of your favorite movies in the history of movies in your entire life. You have quoted this movie and talked about this movie and watched this movie since I've known you since we were like seven. Um, So take take the floor right now. I'm just going to shut up. Man, you, you set the stage pretty well, but you're right. I mean, this is one of my top movies that I've seen and that I've been a like it's been a part of my life now for for like twenty years. But I, I you know, it's the perfect balance of Christmas spirit, like holiday movie theme and just stupid comedy. And I think uh, my family as a whole has just taken a liking to this movie every year it's quoted like you said um but it's an absolute masterpiece so it's it's written by john hughes and you know if you've listened to this podcast or you're familiar with any form of classic movie you've probably heard of john hughes uh you know that's yes he's he's been a part of like everything that that could be considered a classic especially around (laughs) this time in the 80s but um so it's uh, john hughes it's part of the national lampoons series if you will and uh, it's pretty interesting. So it start it, it originated from a short story that that Hughes wrote um, called Christmas '59. So he was just writing like holiday Christmas type short stories, um, and he was approached by the studio and National Lampoons, and they're like, "We got to do a movie on this." And <laughs> so glad they did because it's one of my favorites. It's a timeless classic, and I can't wait to dive into it more with you. So it is a it is a good Christmas movie, and I remember reading like, uh, you know, because it, 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 it grossed more at the box office more than any other movie in the Vacation series, um, at, a, at a whopping seventy three million more than any other movie in the <laughs> yeah. series. But uh, you know, since then, it definitely has. I don't want to say a cult following because it's a Christmas movie, and so like all Christmas movies kind of have those those bigger followings or like all those good Christmas movies at least but it has a really specific group of audiences a a specific audience that is just obsessed with it like you are Mm -hmm. Um, the people who I know who who really like this movie and I know a few others besides yourself it's like far and away the best Christmas movie in their minds Um, absolutely so I you know it and I mean it just all falls back to to I think Chevy Chase and the slapstick comedy, because that's what this whole vacation film series really is. Uh, and I'm sure we'll bring that up, or at least I will, tons of times throughout this. But yeah, it grossed 73 million on a budget of 25 million. 
So, I mean, you know, not some smashing success, but I, I mean, it's not the kind of movie that would really be a big blockbuster per se. Um, released in December of 1989. So that's a uh, 21 year anniversary as we do this right now. There Pretty great. Um, yeah, it's just Christmas. Like this movie just rings Christmas and it's, and it's at the house, you know, unlike the rest of the vacation films when they're road tripping or traveling somewhere, they're just at home. So it's, it, it, it's a different vibe than the rest of, of the movies in that sense. Um, but it's a laughing one for sure. It's funny. It is. There's, there's never a moment too, um, where it, it's really down. It's really dark at all. You know, it's kind of this flat line of, uh, which makes it easy to watch, right? Like it's just like some flat line of consistently funny and lighthearted slapstick humor that's in it. And so it's like, it's an easy movie to get around with your family and to watch or just have on in the background. And I think that's why I've seen it so many times. I also have the VHS, which is a great looking VHS. <laughs> I don't know if uh, you've, we've probably watched it on it, honestly, back. I'm back sure in the we day. did. Yeah. Um, but super exciting. But you brought up Chevy Chase. Like, it, I don't even know what I could say about Chevy Chase here. And we'll get into the Mount Rushmore later. And I'm really excited for that, yes. that part. But, um, Chevy Chase really makes this movie here and he's kind of that like quirky, no good, can't do anything right dad, but he tries so hard. And, you know, in every family, there's probably someone that has some kind of element to that in them. And so it's another thing that makes this relatable, but it's so fun to watch everything crash and burn, but have a happy ending at the same time. Most definitely. And I mean, yeah, we'll talk about Chevy Chase a ton. Um, but this was really the vacation series starting with with the first one in 1983. That was kind of really like the the star turn for him. Uh, this series of movies, because he had Caddyshack in 1980 when he was coming off of his great run at Saturday Night Live. Um, but in Caddyshack, he's not, you know, there, there's a few big characters. Um, it's It's not focused on him, but Starting with the, with Vacation in 83 and through this, and especially with this one, um, you know, the, these kind of cemented him as a, as a bona fide comedic star, you could say. Um, so, I mean, without, without this, this series, I don't know if we're talking about Chevy Chase in the same way as, as we probably are right now. No, not, not a chance. Um, one other thing, just want to note that uh, this was actually not filmed in Chicago. Which was is it little... not? No, it was filmed, um, uh, where was that here? I think it was somewhere in uh, Colorado, I believe it was. Wow, interesting. Because they have the great like montage of the city a few times. There's that, but, but Clark's house too, I think it's, I mean, Clark's house is actually in like California. I mean, it's supposed to take place in Chicago, but... right. Um, it's on set there in California, which is a little disappointing, especially with Hughes, you know, like, oh, yeah, he, cause yeah, Hughes is the Chicago guy. Um, but like, there's even some like good, there's a lot of great, like sh- little Chicago references in this movie, not even just in what people are saying, but like you see the pictures of the city and everything, but like Russ, there's a scene where Russ is wearing like an Illinois sweatshirt. Um, 
And there's multiple scenes where I think Russ and Clark, each of them like has a Blackhawks jersey on at some point. Mm-hmm. There's Clark the Bears has, hat too. Clark's yeah. hat, Clark has his Bears hat. So yeah, tons of, of, of Chicago references. That's surprising. I didn't know that that it actually wasn't filmed here. Yeah, but that's another reason I love it though is the Chicago references. Like the nostalgia yeah, factor it's, it's great. in yeah. this movie. Oh, it's so good. That's what Hughes does best too for like his cult audiences, you can call it. But He's so good at that. I'm yeah. all in. Me too. Uh so this was actually the final film in the Vacation series that gave a screenwriting credit to Hughes. Uh, so, I mean, if we're talking about the original cast with Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo, uh, Vacation was the only one after this. But um, So Hughes didn't work on that one. But I know you're a big Vegas one. You're a big Vegas guy. Uh, <laughs> we, we do have a segment later on, we do, on the we best do. vacation movie. And so there's going to be some some interesting debate when we get to that but yeah it what's interesting is that like not all of these movies are really the same you know it, it carries the vacation name with it but i mean vegas vacation is not national lampoons technically so that's oh yeah that's uh, right it's not so that's another yeah. thing too but it's just uh each one of them is different and I'm, I'm excited to get into those later absolutely and one final note here i think it's hilarious that like how the the cast besides Clark and Ellen is totally different in every movie. <laughs> I'll bet like, you know, because you texted me the other day, like, oh, my God, I can't believe Anthony Michael Hall is rusty in, in the first film. Right. Uh, and I feel like after that first film, they maybe couldn't get the same actors to play Russ and Audrey in European. And then after that, they were like, fuck it. We're just going to run with this and make this a, a laughing joke that like every movie, <laughs> the, people who play are, the people who play Russ and Audrey are like completely different. It's and really it's funny, like, too, because if you're following it, you're like, wait, how old are these people? Is I know you, you can never tell because <laughs> yeah. like Ru- Russ in Christmas Vacation looks younger than Russ in Vacation, in vacation. In Wally yeah, World yeah. Vacation, <laughs> which and it, it, which makes zero sense. But then Russ in European Vacation is like twenty. It's like it doesn't make any sense. And then Mr. Papa Giorgio in Vegas Vacation. I mean, he's oh all over God. the place. Papa Giorgio. It just it just makes no sense, and it's hilarious, and it just it just adds to the, just like the outrageous humor that yeah. these movies bring. So absolutely, that, that, that's it. My last note. Anything else from you, Adam? Before we're gonna dive in here? No, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. All right, Adam, we're talking Christmas Vacation, 1989, Chevy Chase, Bev D'Angelo. Favorite scene? Give me your nominees and your winner. First one I have listed is Clark stumbling over his words when he's at the mall and he sees the hot associate and he's struggling so hard to... Uh, it's a little nipply in here. Yeah, a little nipply, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Um, awkward dad moment, which is great. Clark stuck in the attic watching his old family films. That's a really good nostalgia feeling there. Um, pretty much any scene with Todd and Marco. Oh, man. I mean, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that she's in this movie, and she's great. She's she's, she's so mean. Unbelievable. They're so rude. It's like, it's 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 amazing. Todd's such a dick, too. Oh, he is. It's great. He is. Okay, so any anything with that, I just put. Like, yes. Anything. Um, They're great. When Eddie shows up for the first time. And so this is interesting because it's actually like 30, 45 minutes into the film. Like, I don't know about you, but when I think of Christmas Vacation, Eddie is always like one of the first characters I think of. It's hard to not think about him. Yeah, Yeah, but he doesn't show up until like halfway through the film. 
which is wow. insane. I didn't realize that. Um, when Clark gives his gift to the his boss, but like everyone has the same <laughs> gift in the background. And his boss is like, um, Give me get anyone. someone for me while, while I'm on hold. Yeah. yeah. Anyone. Um, I love when Clark is fantasizing about that uh, associate. Oh, the clerk. Yeah. yeah at the clerk at, at the department store at the swimming pool. But then Eddie appears and he's like just crashing his uh, his fantasy. I love when Eddie and Clark are shopping. Um, when Eddie is basically admits that he doesn't have enough money for presents and Clark wants yeah. to help him out. And Eddie's like, no, 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 no. But he's got this like giant list of things that he wants. <laughs> well, and I think you mention it. <laughs> um, Clark's bonus. I love when the jelly of the month comes and his blow yeah. up ensues. Um, and then the last one I have in my winner is the dinner scene. Uh, I love the dinner a good scene dinner scene. Great, the dinner scene is really good. I forgot how how good that scene was. It's really it, underrated. It's uh, gonna, it, yeah. I, I like the dinner scene in um, what was the other? Oh, Meet the Parents. We were talking about that too. Like dinner scenes have so much potential because you got everyone in one room, yeah. and it, you could just uh, what's it? Wedding Crashers has a great dinner scene too. Oh, it does. That's the, that's the, that's the, like the hand job scene. In yeah. yeah, right? yeah. Not the hand job scene, but she's just like playing with balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that scene is really good. Um, and the, yeah, kind of the way they eat too is just, it's just like really funny. <laughs> yeah. Everything's so, cooked terribly. So that's your winner. The dinner that's, scene. That's my winner. Yep. I love it. Uh, so I had, so I had the dinner scene one. Uh, I also had uh, Clark stuck in the attic. I forgot how funny that scene is too. That's really good. I love when he's watching the old films. <laughs> uh, I had also had when, um, I guess the first time when Clark is uh, trying to set up the lights and they won't go on and he brings out the whole family there mm-hmm. uh, and then everyone like leaves one by one and everyone like uh, Russ is like, oh, look at the time, dad. And he <laughs> yeah. looks at his wrist and he doesn't have a watch on. Uh, he's like, and he, Russ is like walking back and he's like, got to pay those bills. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like pretty funny. Um, I really like the sledding scene when Clark brings like whatever bowl he made for his company. And it, it has like the, the nonstick capabilities of like 500 times mm-hmm. of like a, a nonstick pan. Uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, but my winner is, is, uh, jelly of the month club and, and Clark's Clark's bonus. That scene is just his his explosion, I think, is my is my highlight of the movie in general. He's he's so great in that scene, Chevy Chase. Um, yeah, yeah, I could I, watch yeah. I could watch angry Chevy Chase all day. It's great, and the way uh, <laughs> I love it when he's like before he opens it completely, and he like has the check in hand before he looks at it. He's like, I'm just gonna fly you all fly you all out there with us, and they're like, ooh, yeah. and you and you and you as the the viewer at home. You know what's happening, obviously. You know what's going to happen. And you're just like, no, Clark, stop. Stop it, Clark. It's, it's like so they painful. just, they just drag, yeah, it's so painful. They just drag you on. Um, so the, <laughs> the bonus for me, that scene is, is gold. Uh, I, can't, I can't argue with how good that scene is. So it's time for the musical. Take a scene, make it into a musical. What scene are you choosing? So I actually chose the opening scene when the Griswolds trek to find their Christmas tree. Nice. Uh, so it's kind. So it kind of starts when they're driving, 
but then kind of like take out all the crap with like the like the the weird truckers who are like cutting them off. Um, so kind of take that out, but imagine like them driving and then them getting to like that big snowy area. So the opening scene, Clark starts singing. Hey, kids, let's go. We've got no time to waste. We've got to find our tree for our favorite day awaits. And so they walk through the cold and the snow. uh, And then Audrey goes, Dad, how much longer? My face is frozen shut. Clark goes, Oh, Audrey, hush up. Don't worry about thee. I think I see the tree. It's calling out for me. (laughs) They They walk over to this massive tree, and Clark is just in awe. And then uh, um, Ellen hugs. Oh, Sparky, it's beautiful, but don't you think it's big? Clark goes, too big? No way. Get out of that, I say. Clark cuts down the tree, and it shows them, you know, he's, he's carrying it. He's, he's obsessed with it. And then he finalizes it with, I've got it. I've got it. I've got the one to be. This will be the best day ever for the Griswold family Christmas tree. <laughs> black you didn't you didn't include christmas vacation in the i didn't, in the lyrics I, didn't. There. I thought about it but I, I like it because this movie could easily be called the griswold family christmas tree he says that like five times yes he does <laughs> yes <laughs> or he like does. the griswold family christmas the so griswold I, family I, 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 I felt that was good enough i'm surprised you didn't include like deck the halls with balls of hot like when they're singing in the beginning yeah, oh, <laughs> oh that that is really funny actually that is really um, funny but that's good I like that. That's a that's yeah. a good that's an underrated scene too. I like that scene. It's 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 funny. So what do yeah. you have? Mine is I, t- I took the dinner scene again, and I didn't really write out oh, wow, this nice. whole this whole uh, musical number here. But uh, it's basically Aunt Bethany is starting to say grace, but instead of singing Pledge of Allegiance, she starts singing Amazing Grace, and then like <laughs> <laughs> halfway through, everyone kind of just joins in. So she just starts like amazing grace and then everyone like looks around and then joins in and they're like how sweet the sound and they just like all going in sing like the entire song that's that's it that's pretty funny uh clark loves all the musical numbers oh yeah clark he lo- he loves it he, so it's all about family bonding for him too so. it really is it really is <laughs> it's pretty funny um and best quote Lots of zingers here. I'm sure you have like 50 million. Uh, So rattle them off for me. Yeah, I got about like 12, 15, but half of them are Eddie. So. Oh, wow. Burn some dust here. (laughs) Eat my rubber. (laughs) The three, the thimble of the spirit of the Grithwald family Christmas. (laughs) Love that one. Hey, Griswold. Where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Happy Hanukkah. (laughs) (laughs) And why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. (laughs) Um, He's crying. He's like, you taught me everything I know about exterior illumination. If he does lay into you, it's best to just let him finish. Oh. <laughs> Come on, bunny. Hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> Let's go find your sister. <laughs> I don't know why I love that so much. Grace, 
She passed away 30 years ago. Grace! <laughs> nice. Another John Hughes moment there. Yes. Um, save the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> hey, kids. I heard on the news that an airline pod had spotted Santa's sled on his way in from New York. You serious, Clark? <laughs> you serious, Clark? <laughs> um, you just mentioned this one, but I think it's the, the short quote that follows right after, which is the best. It's, if there's enough left over, I'll fly you all down here to help us dedicate it. I can't swim, Clark. <laughs> I know that, Eddie. <laughs> I know that, Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. My cousin-in-law, whose heart is bigger than his brain. Appreciate that, Clark. <laughs> Appreciate that, Clark. <laughs> that's so funny. I love that. I forgot about um, that one. That was my last one. But my winner is actually the Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. Uh, just because Which, he... It, Which scene is that one in? It's the jelly of the month, and like Eddie just can't read the room, and he's like, "Jelly of the month is just like," he just says it in the background, like that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole oh year. God. Um, but I love it because he's just—it's vintage Eddie. He just doesn't yeah. understand what's going on. That is really funny. I love that. So uh, I don't have nearly as many as you, uh, but the ones I did have, pretty different. So here's mine. Eat my road red river lips. <laughs> Your mother waxes her upper lip. Doesn't show. <laughs> it's a bit nipply out, as I said. Can I give you some more eggnog? Something to eat? Drive you out in the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? Oh, no, thanks, Clark. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> that thing had nine lives. Just spent them all. Woo! <laughs> Great Eddie quote. Uh... What you also said, this tree is a symbol of the spirit of a Griswold family Christmas. That's probably the most random quote in this whole movie. It just makes no sense. By the way, I remember, now that you bring it up, we had watched this definitely on VHS like ages ago. We were probably like nine, ten years old. I'm pretty sure we we rewinded that part. I think we did too. Um, maybe like 20 times and just laughed our ass off. It's incredible. It's 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 so random. It's so random and like. It's amazing. It's so hilarious. Good. I could, yeah, that, I love that part, but I remember us that too. Uh, and so my my winner here, and this is my last one, uh, and it's a longer one. And I'm going to say it because uh, I forgot how how good this is and how great the writing is with this exact one. Uh, so I'll just I'll just keep it at this. I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, flower flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff leg, spotty lipped, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Where's Tylenol? The tylenol? <laughs> I forgot how great that is. That is so fantastic. So that's my quote. It is. And for Chevy Chase to deliver that the way that he did, that's actually really yeah. impressive. I love it. Um, so, so that's your winner right there, that big. Yes. Nice. I love it. All right. Moving on, Brett. This movie, probably another one that's not known for the textbook camera work, but I think there's actually a handful of good shots in here. I think I have four, but uh, I'll let you start us off here. Sure. So I have two. Um 
So my first one is uh, Clark's expression when he realizes that Russ is standing next to him when he's with <gasps> the the hot uh, clerk in the in what I think is Water Tower place, um, and he's like, "Yeah, Russ," and his eyes bulge, and then it's cut. Uh huh. Um, sounds pretty funny. Uh, and then my second one and my winner is uh, at the dinner scene, and it's I think right it's it's when they start eating after they open the turkey and they see how gross the turkey is. Uh, it's a it's like a it's a moving pan, a moving like sideways shot, and it starts with Clark and it just goes down the table and it's a slow shot of like it shows what everyone is doing and what they're eating and everyone's looking really confused or is eating something really disgusting or is like not enjoying the food in some way. Uh, it's like you have Clark who's like, like really trying to like gnaw on this Turkey. Uh, you have, uh, I think it's Ellen's mother who like pulls something really gross out of like her piece of Turkey. You have Eddie who just takes like the serving spoon and just eats a bunch of shit off of it. Uh, I, I forgot who, what else like everyone else is doing, but I thought that was really funny. It shows what every single person <clears throat> is doing at dinner and it shows how dysfunctional that meal was. So that's my shot. I love that. Actually in that scene too, um, I didn't pick up on this at first, but Ellen is like fake eating. She like, Tosses, is she really? I didn't notice she, that. She takes a spoon or a fork of something and like tosses it over her shoulder and then puts the fork in her mouth. <laughs> and it's... Um, I didn't notice that. That's great. It's really good. Yeah. And then uh, Clark afterwards. Aunt Bethany, does your cat by any chance like eat jello? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, but those are really good. I, I didn't yeah. have either of those, but I got oh, four nice. other what ones got? here. So um, the first one I have is Clark coming out of the garage in his Jason mask. Oh, I love the that. Chainsaw. That's really good. That's funny. Um, I also like there's like when the doorbell rings on Christmas and the family starts to arrive, there's like a slow zoom in on the front door as if like all hell is about to break loose. So it kind of builds up what's about to happen yeah. there. Uh, the close up of Clark stapling the lights on the roof. There's like a shot where it's like the camera is level. It's like on the roof, like on the ground of the roof. And uh, you can just see the staple gun hit the lights. And it's kind of like an interesting, interesting view there. I like it. And then the close up of Clark's face when he does turn on the lights successfully. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it, it's like pure joy and it captures it. Really Ellen, well. everybody, <laughs> yeah. come out, come out quick, quick. Exactly. So is that your winner? Uh, no, actually, my winner is going to be the uh, the slowly zooming in on the front door uh, when nice. when the doorbell rings. Love that. Yeah, that's good. That that kind of I I really like the part uh, like the precursor to that underratedly when Clark and Ellen are reading their magazines in bed. And like first Clark gets the tree sap stuck on every page, <laughs> but she but she's more importantly Ellen is like, oh, the whole family's coming for Christmas. And he's just kind of like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. and then they all come and it's like a nightmare. So mm-hmm. that's kind of pretty good. That. That's great. Um, Adam, time to time to release some gas in movie farts. Uh, so obviously movies like this that they rely on slapstick humor. Uh, there's you could really say like there's a fart in every single scene. Um but I only have two listed here, so I'm interested to hear what you think are some of the, the smelly farts in, in Christmas Vacation. I have three. So the first one I have is 
Clark was in the attic and he like falls through into the bedroom. This is one of mine. Yeah, why, why does he not climb out? Like oh, he, that wasn't. Oh, oh, that wasn't one of mine. Never mind. Uh, like he could just, yeah, could just go into the house. He could just <laughs> climb out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but while yeah. we're on it, what, what were you thinking on that scene? So when he's standing and his like legs fall through and he's standing on like the top bunk, uh, it's a really quick shot of his feet. But like the top bunk is so close to the ceiling. <laughs> You're right. How could how could anyone ever sleep on that top bunk? It's it's like inches away from the ceiling. Yeah, because it shows like eight inches of his of his leg, maybe like there's yeah. very little foot. Yeah. Right. So like, how could that's not realistic? Like how how could anyone ever sleep on that top bunk? It's not possible. That's actually really funny. I didn't think of that, yeah. but you're right. So, now that you so, mention so, it, yeah. So that was so that was yeah mine about the about the attic. So a couple farts on that one then, but the next one I have is, um. Clark gets the new tree, and it's, like, already dressed, like, so quickly. I don't know how he already puts <laughs> everything up on the tree. He's, like, putting it's the finishing so touches. It's massive, too. Yeah, it's a huge tree. Like, how does he get it? I don't know. It's just, how the fuck did that all happen? Yeah. Um, and then the last one I have, I don't know if it's a fart or just, like, my displeasure with Clark's behavior, but how financially irresponsible can Clark be that he puts a deposit down on a pool? Oh. God. And he didn't have enough in his account to cover the check. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, that's bad. Like, you would that's, think as a family man, he would be looking out for his family financially, at least. But he just blows no. it all on a pool. Clark, Clark is Clark is quietly a, a, a selfish guy. Uh, I'm not going to say a selfish prick because he's, like, very nice and cares about his family. But, like... He's kind of just doing what he like all for himself and like just achieving his dreams. Like everything when it comes to the lights, when it comes to the type of tree they get, when it, in in every movie too, like all like the all the activities they do, everything is all what Clark wants and like what Clark envisions like the perfect trip or holiday to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that pool is just like Clark wants fucking pool and nothing's going to stop him even <laughs> yeah. if it puts his family in debt. Yeah, it does have a little like old school don't uh like don't talk back to your father or like he's the man of the house it does type of thing um you know not like shut up we're getting a pool yeah exactly (laughs) and like um uh beverly beverly d'angelo um what the hell i'm totally ellen Ellen. Ellen. oh my god (laughs) uh there's a there's a movie fart and a brain fart in the same in the same segment but um she doesn't like talk back to him really at all um, you know, she like looks when he says he doesn't have enough money, she like looks away for a second, but is like, meh, whatever. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's definitely a fart. And that's, that's my biggest one right there. That one always, uh, kind of bothered me. Yeah. It's just very irresponsible. So, um, so I just had one more in addition to the, the, the ridiculously short top bunk. Um, so how does uncle Lewis not die during the two <laughs> explosions he's involved in? Uh, there's the first one. When he lights up the cigar by inside by the Christmas tree and like the Christmas tree just blows up, but somehow he's fine, but he gets lit on fire, but like he's fine. The guy's like 90 years old, but he's fine. Yep. Um, and then the second one, when he lights up the cigar outside after the SWAT team comes in and I think he legitimate or like the ground beneath him like explodes or something. <laughs> he's fine. That guy should be dead. He should be dead as a doorknob. Yeah, I don't know how he has the bone structure still intact to to survive those falls or even the skin 
uh, strength or it's whatever you would call it. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I, just, I just I just don't get it. So how that guy lives is is beyond me at all in any way. So that's great. Um, that was it for the farts. Uh, let's take a or yes, let's take a quick break. Then we'll dive into a big a hole. This episode of Butterless Popcorn is brought to you by Spife. Too often we are faced with the difficult challenge of deciding which utensil to bring with us on a picnic or camping trip. Do we bring the fork, the spoon, or even the knife? Throw away conventional thinking and bring the spife. The spife is uniquely designed to offer all of the benefits of a knife and a spoon in one. Need to cut your sandwich in half? Use the sharp edge of the spife, which never needs sharpening. Trying to scoop in a dollop of your mom's favorite stew? Use the curved side. The Spife offers everything you need in one utensil, without the hassle of bringing two items. To get your new Spife, call now and use the promo code BUTTERLESS. That's promo code BUTTERLESS. You'll get half off, plus a free plastic sample of the Nork. Food sold separately. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Butterless Popcorn. Christmas vacation today is what we're talking about, and it's time to kick off with the biggest asshole. I think there's a few... That you could choose from here, Brett. Who do you got? So, uh, I have uh, th- uh, two nominees here, um, but my winner is is pretty obvious. Um, so, my first nominee is Clark. Uh, kind of relates back to what I was just saying. Like on the surface, he's just this like jolly, go lucky, nice guy, but he's super selfish, and he's all for himself in a lot of ways. And and it's. You know, if he has his sights set on something, doesn't matter if he puts his family in a financial hole. Like, it doesn't matter if he makes his kids unhappy. Like, he's going to do what he wants. Uh, so that's kind of a, a dick thing to do. Yeah. Uh, so Clark is one nominee, but my winner uh, and their co-champions, we have Todd and Margo, the next door neighbors. <laughs> uh, if I had to specify one, I'd probably go Todd. Uh, just cause I feel like there's even little moments in their interactions where he kind of like belittles her a little bit. Um, but they're both, they're both complete dicks. Uh, from the first moment you see them and like he's shitting on, on Clark when he's got the chainsaw and the, the Jason mask. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, just total assholes. So Todd and Margo and Dreyfus is, the, she's so funny as, as Margo, but they're just, their interaction is great. There's not a single moment where they're just like genuinely nice people. Every scene is for you to be like, "Ugh, these people suck. These rich fucking snobs. Yeah. Uh, they're so rude and mean." So, Todd and Margo, how about you? I love now that you bring it up. I love like, aren't you only like, aren't you at least like a little bit upset we didn't get a Christmas tree? I mean, I know it's a little cliche and like everything, and then the tree like pops in the window. Yeah. Um, I also love when he's like. Yeah, I'm gonna take. The, can't wait to take these clothes off and kiss like every part of your body or something. She's like, after you shower, of course. After like, shower, because <laughs> they like, had course. the like the sweat the sweatsuits on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's good. I actually don't have them as my biggest assholes. Oh wow! Because um, I'm kind of giving them a pass because it's most of it is provoked by Clark being an that's obnoxious true. neighbor. They just so, fucking hate him. <laughs> yeah, they hate him. He sucks uh, as a neighbor, and they suck as neighbors, so it's just, you know, it's a wash for me. But the only other nominees that I had, I did have Clark, um, Art and Francis, like the- oh, Are uh, those Ellen's parents? Ellen's parents. Yeah, they suck. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Her mom Her mom hates Clark. Yeah, she's terrible. And then when 
when the lights don't work and they're like, I hope you see what kind of a waste this was. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? It's so mean. That is so mean. Um, that is really mean. So that's terrible. Frank Shirley, who's his boss, who like cut out the bonuses. Oh, Frank. He redeems himself at the end. He though. does. That's why he's By not, not my pressing winner. charges. Yeah, I mean, he redeems himself. Yeah. <laughs> Cheap, lousy ways to save a buck. Yeah. And then actually my winner is Uncle Lewis. Um, you just brought him up, but he's a dick. He's like, Clark, if you're not doing anything constructive, go in, <laughs> go in the room and get my stogie. He's really funny. I like him. Uncle Lewis is a good guy. But he's character. a dick to everyone, so I'm, I'm going Uncle Lewis. Go go get my stogie. <laughs> anything else I can get you, Uncle Lewis? And yeah. cleaning up the trash. And then I think Ellen was just like, this could be his last Christmas. <laughs> be oh, <yeah>. nice. <laughs> oh, I think Clark says, like, we'd be so lucky or something like that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, quite a few uh, underrated dicks here in Christmas Vacation. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so moving on, Adam. If Christmas Vacation had another protagonist besides Clark Griswold, uh, if it was placed in the eyes of another character, who would that character be, and how would the plot unfold? I gotta get more Eddie in this man. So it's it's Eddie all the way. So I, I put Eddie has had a difficult life. Although he has a loving wife and Catherine and a beautiful family, he constantly struggles to make ends meet. He loses his house and his job and risks it all to spend Christmas with his favorite family in the world, the Griswolds. The only problem? Eddie never told him that he was coming. He senses Clark has no interest in having Eddie and his family there, but that doesn't stop Big Ed. He's not going anywhere and plans on getting his life back on track right under the Griswold roof. I like it. It's good. Uh, and I have to say, uh, I think this is two pods in a row now. We have the same person for this oh, category. Man. Well, I mean, how can you not get more Eddie? I know. you got to go Eddie. So my mine is kind of similar. A um, uh, little different twist at the end. So I got um, Eddie is broke, had to sell his home. He and his family are struggling. And he takes all the blame for it. Feels terrible. Christmas is around the corner and Eddie doesn't have the money to buy his wife and kids the gifts they want. And it is eating him up inside. He begins to drink heavily to cope with the pain. He's a complete wreck. Doesn't know what to do. Then he gets an idea. He heard through the grapevine that his favorite cousin Clark is having a big Christmas celebration with the whole family. Eddie decided that he's going to crash this party to give his kids a Christmas celebration that they deserve. But the problem is, how is he going to show a facade that he's been a successful person on the outside and on his own? Can he hide his unhappiness past Clark to make this the best Christmas yet? Or is Clark going to find out why Eddie is truly at the celebration? Whoa. I mean, so I'm, I'm. So it's kind of like he acts like a rich, like a kind of like a successful snob when he gets there. So kind of similar to what happens. I but. like the twist. I really like the twist. I, I mean, I, I can't be played by Randy Quaid. It's gonna have to be someone else playing. Him. <laughs> oh, Clark! Uh, we gotta have Randy Quaid. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I don't see him portraying that kind of like pompous attitude. But um, Ben Affleck. <laughs> Is Ben Affleck the new Jim Carrey, the guy that we talk about every single <laughs> film? He's got to be, right? I mean, he's got to be. Oh, I love it. But um, 
No, I, I like that a lot, actually. I Anything with more Eddie, though. I mean, we just said it, but anything yeah, with more Eddie's Eddie. Yeah, Eddie's really good. Eddie's there. really good. He's great. So, Brett, we're getting to some more of the casting-type questions. So give me an actor or actress that you would like to see replace one of the stars in the movie. Uh, so I love... Uh, so we were talking earlier how like the, the actors are different in all the vacation movies. Um, I think in the first film, Anthony Michael Hall is really good as Rusty, and I would like to see him once again play Rusty. I know he'd be a lot older because it's six years later, but um, I feel like in the first film, he kind of has this like careless attitude about him, mm-hmm. like when he drinks the beer with with that's, his dad that's like and the same like thing. he kind of like he kind of like spends a lot of the movie like heckling Audrey, like giving her a hard time. He's kind of like this little like careless kind of troublemaker. Um, And I think he pulls that off really well. So I have Anthony Michael Hall replacing Johnny Galecki as Russ in this movie. And Johnny Galecki, he's fine. Like there are moments where I laugh and think he's funny, but uh, I don't know. I really like the way Anthony Michael Hall did it in the first one. I'd like to see him do it again. I think they're both really good, but yeah, the, the age difference would be a shift, but um yeah, I would I would be down for that. I love Anthony Michael Hall. I told you when I texted you, I was like, holy yeah. shit, I had no way I like didn't even put it together. And that's not the first time that's happened with me with Anthony <laughs> Michael Hall. I think I was watching another film once and was like, Holy shit, what? Um <laughs> But he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's he's great. So who do you have here? Um so I have replacing Beverly D'Angelo as Ellen Griswold. I have Julie Bowen, who's the mom from Modern Family. Yeah. Um, yeah. and she, she's like the perfect mom performance to me. I think she, she's great. She puts up with Phil a lot of the same way that Ellen puts up with Clark, where she's just like, um, she may be a little bit more outspoken, like we just kind of talked about, but she's just like, their husband is just like a complete goon. Um, but she like supports it, but also like kind of steers him in the right direction. But, um, I like it. I think there'd be a little bit more color, I guess, to her role. I love Beverly D'Angelo in this. I think she's like, and she's really good in the other ones too. Yeah. Um, but I would, I, I also love me some Julie Bowen. So throw that in there. That's a great pick. Uh, I like that pick a lot more than mine. Uh, yeah, Julie Bowen is great. And it's kind of funny you bring this up. So as uh, Cassidy and I were watching it the other night, she goes, I feel like I'm watching Modern Family. Really? She was like I feel she was like she said like I feel like the way Chevy Chase is in this movie is like what inspired the Phil Dunphy character in Modern Family. That that may be true. I mean they're just uh they're they're in their own world. Um yeah, careless, uh like a goon like I said. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of like, similarities. Yeah, no, that's great though. But Julie Bowen, she's awesome. Yeah, I she love is. her. I think I think that's a really good pick. Spot on there, Adam. There you, I, I think you win that category. All right, I'll take it. Easily. Plus one yes. for Adam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam. This is a question we've been waiting for probably since we recorded our first podcast that we have not asked yet, uh, and I'm excited to ask you right now. Would Christmas Vacation be better or worse with Jim Carrey in it? <laughs> oh, baby. Um, the amount of times we've talked about Jim Carrey. I am so ex- I've never been more excited for a question, by the way. <laughs> um better and i I agree with you just right off the bat i think yeah so he could technically is not where i have him but he could technically replace quaid 
as Eddie. It's possible. But I have a better role for him. I'd have Jim Carrey as Eddie's like best friend. And Eddie brings him along to hang out with the family. And it just pisses off Clark so much because he's not part of the family, actually. So... <laughs> Um, I'd have like a couple minor things like Jim Carrey would keep calling Clark Carl. Like it just keep calling him the wrong name, like the whole movie. It's like what his boss does. Yeah, ex- exactly. But it would like really irk Clark and he would just say things like, Hey Carl, thanks again for letting me bunk with you. I was really in a pinch. <laughs> just like That's good. Things and like that. He does like his little weird facial expression. Hey, yeah, exactly. Hey. Or he'll like put his arm around Clark and be like, yep, I know how the holidays can get, Carl. Never go as planned. But if we stick together like the family that we are, we'll get through it. And he'll just like, like little things like that just pissing off Clark so much. So he would just be like the side character that's really got no business being there. But he brings that, that uh, physical comedy, of course, and his quirkiness that kind of gets along with... Uh, with Randy Quaid there, so absolutely better for me. Yeah, I, I I agree that it's better. And uh so the reason why I selected Jim Carrey for this is because, you know, when I think of Jim Carrey, I think of, as you just said, I think of physical comedy. The guy's physicality in every movie he's in, uh, he's so you know, give or take a couple of his roles, he's so slapstick in nature. Uh and you know, this film, Clark is getting hurt like every other scene, <laughs> whether he's in the attic, like stepping on the pieces of wood that hit him in the face or he's sledding and he goes through traffic, um, something. Uh, Jim Carrey, I feel like, would be so good at that. Uh, so he could be Clark. He could be Eddie. I think I really like him as Eddie, actually. Him just this like trailer trash <laughs> crash in the party. Um, and I, th- I think he'd be really good in that role, too. But yeah, I think Jim Carrey would fit in this movie splendidly. We finally found one. We finally we found, found one. Spot we, found, Jim Carrey. we found any of the vacation movies, really, he, he could fit in. Yeah, he really could. Um, yeah. God, that that went a lot smoother than I would have anticipated when, when bringing up Jim Carrey. It's usually some kind of a crazy debate, but I, I like Jim Carrey. Like, we give him a lot of shit, uh, for better or worse. I'm actually a big J. I really like watching Jim Carrey. I love Ace Ventura, um, Bruce Almighty too. Like he's the Truman Show. He's fantastic. I I have my I don't know I, I some I either love Jim Carrey or I am not a big fan. Like I don't really like the Ace Ventura series, um, but like I think the Truman Show is spectacular. I love Dumb and Dumber. Um, oh man! So I don't know. He it's it's a it's a I guess it's like a right day, right time kind of mood for me with Jim Carrey, but I respect what he brings because he was such an innovator for comedy in general. That, that physicality that he has was, was very new when he brought that to the scene. And when he was on Saturday night live, he was gold. Oh, um, great. So, so yeah, I mean, respect Jim Carrey mightily. Uh, he'd be good in this movie. You still have to watch Man on the Moon, but we'll we'll talk about that I, another yes, time. There. I, I do need to watch Man on the Moon. I have a feeling that will be a pod here in the not-so-far future. It'll have to be. Um, in the meantime, though, let's kick it over to trivia. Now, I personally am expecting to dominate this category. Um, I should. 
based on how many times I've seen this movie, but I'm super nervous what you're going to throw my way. So I'll, I'll hand it over to you for the first question. All right. I'll ask you the first question. I tried to get some specific ones, but I, I think you're going to, I think you're going to kill it here. Um, what line of work is Eddie in? Isn't he out of work? So what, so we find out that he's out of work when Clark says, how's the blank business going? Oh, live bait. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. Well, I'm not going to lie to you, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There you go. One for nice. one. Oh, I thought I, I thought I had you there for a second. You almost did. But uh, I think the, the partial quote helped me out, to be honest. But yes. Um, who called Audrey? When Grandpa picked up the phone and said she couldn't come to the phone because she was going to the bathroom. Alexander. Nice. Yes. Alexander called and Grandpa. Yeah, that was, wow. Specific one right off the bat. Well done. Yes. Okay. Um, how many, what's the exact number? How many lights does Clark put on the house? 25,000. Yeah. That was my next nice. question. <laughs> good, good. Nice, nice. Um, this was similar to the one you just asked me before, but what kind of job is Eddie looking for? What kind of job is Eddie looking for? Like, I guess, why has he not found a job? Oh, uh, He's holding out for something in like upper management. Yeah, he's holding out for a management <laughs> position. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. I love that. Well done. Nice. Um, what award is Clark rumored to be up for at work? Oh. I don't know. Yes. It's Food Additive Designer of the Year. Oh, man. <laughs> this is this is coworker tell him that? Yeah, his coworker's like, Clark, uh, <laughs> people are saying Food Additive Designer of the Year, huh? That guy's a man, like by that. the way. I love I him. I like him. He's funny. I like him. I like him. He's funny. Uh, Dan, that's good. Okay. Well, you got me on one. Um, how did Ruby Sue's eyes get uncrossed? I know this. Um, oh, fuck. They got crossed by her getting hurt, and they got uncrossed by her getting hurt. Yes. I just don't remember, like, the... Oh, <laughs> man. Um, oh, shit. I think you're going to get me. Um, she got hit in the face with something. I don't know. She was kicked by a mule. Oh man, yes, that's good. You got me. What was what was the one that caused her to go cross-eyed again? I don't remember. She fell. Um, I'm yeah. pretty sure, but I forget like the the detail of it. It's pretty funny. Um, so here's one, and I this isn't like confirmed or anything, but I'm pretty sure this is it just by watching the movie. Although it, I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. Uh. What building in Chicago does Clark work in? Uh, Hancock? I believe it is the Hancock. Okay. Because it, it shows the building. It shows the outside of the building, 
for like a scene when he's at work. And I'm like 99% sure that it's the Hancock. It shows it from the bottom and then looking up. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm 99% sure that it's the Hancock. One of those, one of those things that Hughes was like, I'll write this, but this needs to be in here. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get <laughs> in a Hancock. So that was good. Nice. Um, how much of a deposit did Clark put down on the pool? That was my last question too. $7,500. Nice. Okay. Then I got one more for you then. Do it. Do it. What board game are they playing when the squirrel jumps out of the tree? What board game? There's a family that's playing a board game and the squirrel jumps out and starts to wreak havoc. Playing in the living room. You're going to get me. Um, yeah, I know that scene. I, for some reason, I don't remember the game they're playing. Is it Candyland? No, it's uh, Monopoly. Actually. Oh, I was also thinking Monopoly. Oh. Monopoly should just be like a go-to guess for like any board I know. Game I thought you were just going to stumble into, into that one. But... Ah, damn it. Oh, you <laughs> Candyland. So damn, you got me. So two to one. You beat me. Ooh, not, not the landslide I was expecting, but I'll take it. Damn it! All right. Well, uh, I need a I need a a break to go compose myself after that rough trivia loss. So let's let's take a quick break and then we'll get back into it. This episode of Butterless Popcorn is brought to you by Quick Sticks. Don't you hate it when you're running into a store for a fast visit but you can't find any parking besides toe zones and handicap spots? With Quick Sticks, you can use these restricted parking spots and know that your car will be okay. Running into the dry cleaners and parking in the corner bus stop? No biggie. By placing your quick stick sticker on your windshield during this run-in, you'll remain parking ticket and tow-free. The only rule is that you must be gone from that spot within six minutes. Order your quick stick now at quickstickusers.com and use the promo code BPOPCORNPOD for 30% off on your first purchase. That's B, the first letter of my first name, followed by POPCORNPOD. Quick Sticks. The quickest way to park. Welcome back to Butterless Popcorn. Adam talking Christmas vacation. We're heading into our final segment. Plot what ifs. Give me yours. Mine was just what if Clark never got the jelly of the month bonus in the mail. So remember, that's the thing that kind of set him off. Right. But prior to that, he was actually starting to become at peace with the fact that either he didn't get the bonus or hit the family wasn't getting along as well as he liked like is he does he say like ah forget it like who who needs the bonus or is he still like just super pissed off they didn't get his cash Mm, that's a really good question i mean i think he just i think he's just like really salty about it and pissed that he didn't get it um yeah, kind of as you said, I think he's had like already accepted that he probably wasn't going to get it. Um, his family still goes into a heaping shithole of, de- of debt. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's there's so much other crap happening at like at that moment in their house and with the, and with the family. You got the stuff with the squirrel. You got a bunch of other crap. So it, it's not really on his mind until he gets that package in the mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure he comes to you know dwell about it again when everyone leaves the house and he realizes he's in debt. Uh, but yeah, I think he just kind of has accepted that it's not going to happen at that point. Yeah. I'm with you. I think, I think he might, uh, eventually confront his boss at some point. 
like passively at in the yeah. office maybe the next yeah. year but uh i think it'll always irk him a little bit yeah so mine's actually pretty similar uh what if eddie doesn't kidnap clark's boss um yeah i mean he doesn't get the bonus um but he gets the jelly of the month. He gets club. the jelly of the month club, the gift that keeps on living the whole year. <laughs> um, yeah, I you know I I think he he is remains upset about everything and is kind of like a disgruntled worker. Maybe starts looking for a new job. I don't know. Um, but again, like you said, his family's in a whole lot of trouble because he blew $7,500 that he can't get back. So yeah, I'll have to figure that one out. Yikes, Clark. Uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. Um, yeah, he just ends up being really pissed and Eddie doesn't save the day. It's a rough, rough go for the Griswolds. That's for sure. (laughs) Yes. So Brett switching gears, if you could redo the movie in a completely different genre, what would you choose and how would the plot unfold? I had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, this movie has slasher written all over it. Uh, and spoiler, it? Alert, cl- <laughs> spoiler alert, Clark is the killer. Uh, so the plot is essentially the same. You know, it's Clark trying to plan this great Christmas, but just one thing after the next goes wrong and it's just horrible. So uh, we see the rage build up inside Clark as everything just p- becomes horrible. One thing after the next goes wrong. Once he reaches his breaking point, which is when he finds out he's not getting his bonus and he instead has a uh, year-long membership to the Jelly of the Month Club, uh, he slaughters his entire family just then and there in the living room, goes to the kitchen, grabs a knife, slaughters everyone. Uh, Todd and Margot hear the screams, and they actually call the cops. The cops come, and they walk in. They barge in. And the final shot of the movie is Clark sitting down next to the Christmas tree, knife in his hand. He's sitting like pretzel style, knife in his hand. He's got an evil fucking hellish grin on his face, surrounded by all these dead bodies and this, these giant pools of blood. Um, and it's and it's everything he ever wanted. The total silence. It's him in the Christmas tree at home. It's the perfect Christmas, even though the cops probably just shoot him right there. So. That is dark. So wait, is the first like 55 minutes of the movie the same? <laughs> uh, I would say it's a little more. It's it's the events that unfold are pretty similar. Like the extended family comes, they piss him off. Uh, nothing goes his way. A lot of it's the same. I would say there's definitely some like you see that Clark has some some issues inside Mm -hmm. he's got some 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 mental anguish that he struggles with on a daily basis maybe he has some weird sick obsession like when he's in the attic uh, instead of watching old films of his family he like dances uh, with a mannequin or something (laughs) sure something like that or or like he tries to have sex with the mannequin i don't know um (laughs) but like we we see throughout the film that clark is not right and that he's a fucked up person. So when he reaches his breaking point, he just goes ape shit. Jason Voorhees slasher on everyone. Um, <laughs> but he gets the Christmas he wants. So. I love it. I wish I, I wish there was a little bit more chainsaw in there because he's got that at his disposal. <laughs> oh, but... maybe he could do it with the chainsaw. Maybe he gets the chainsaw and nice. he just and he just shreds everyone up. So it's the the Christmas vacation chainsaw massacre. <laughs> Oh, starring Chevy Chase. I love it. Yes. I'm in. Um, 
Mine is a sci-fi action. So Ooh. Uh, I have here that like Cousin Eddie seems like a, a guy who just doesn't know any better. Um, but is that really who he is? Eddie drives around an RV because he, quote, doesn't have any money. But that's a lie. Eddie is really just pumping waste into all of the sewers across town. And his goal? Mass pollution. Making Chicago uninhabitable. Meanwhile, Clark sees this and thinks it's just Eddie being Eddie. But when Clark goes out to grab some presents for the kids, he notices Eddie's RV parked randomly across town near another sewer. Is it a coincidence? When Clark gets home, he takes a drink of water. He hands a glass to Eddie, but Eddie refuses to drink it. He has his own water that he brought. Clark suddenly has an epiphany and realizes what's going on, puts two and two together, and begins his quest to stop Eddie and prove to the local authorities that Eddie is a terrorist. What the <laughs> fuck? Why is Eddie doing all this? Like, what? what's his goal here? He, some people just want to watch the world burn. Oh, my God. Michael Kine. Um, <laughs> wow. So Clark saves the day or tries to save it. He tries to. I, I, I kind of left it open-ended. I don't know if he's going to wow. succeed or not. But Eddie is just trying to pollute... The entire city. That is so contrary to what Eddie is in, in this movie to begin with. Like you have him as this evil genius. This guy, like if you can do all that, you're probably pretty intelligent. Um, well, it'd be played by Ben Affleck. So if that changes your mind. Right. Yes, exactly. Not Jim Carrey. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> maybe Jim Carrey. That is, I like that. That is good. So we that both have good. we both have very dark takes on what Christmas vacation could be. We do, absolutely. Uh so Adam, next question here, and I've been really excited to talk about this one. I think we're gonna have a big debate right now. Where does Christmas where does Christmas vacation rank on the all time list of the vacation movies? So I know there was one made like a couple years ago, they did a remake. No. I didn't include that. I've never seen that. So we have vacation, European vacation. Christmas Vacation and Vegas Vacation. This is this is crazy because um, let me just come out and say this. I think there's a clear top three and a number four. I think European Vacation is is easily number four for me. Um, I have Christmas Vacation as a very very close second, and. Which wow. which is crazy because that means when I tell you who's first, that means you'll know who's third, and it's kind of it's nuts. But uh, my first place is Vegas Vacation. I knew it. You love Vegas. You love, love you're a Vegas man I mean, at I, heart. You love the movie. I, I I knew it. I knew it. Look, I Vegas Vacation. It's got a nostalgia factor in there. Um, it's uh, or sorry, Christmas Vacation. It's got this nostalgic factor in there. Um, there's the family arguments, there's nothing going right in the holidays. It's classic, but, but Vegas vacation does such a good job taking you through like the individual characters because Christmas, Christmas vacation is Clark and the world around Clark Vegas vacation. You get a deep dive in Audrey, Russ, Ellen, and Clark, even Eddie to some extent. Even Wayne Rooney, a little bit. <laughs> you mean Wayne Newton? Or not? Or not Wayne Rooney? What did I say? What did I wait? Wayne Newton, but Wayne Rooney is the soccer I said player. Wayne Rooney. <laughs> yes, Wayne that would Newton, be insane, sorry. by the way. Uh, yes, but my bad. 
No, it takes you through the lens of everyone's character and everyone's individual journey is hilarious. And plus it's Vegas. It's fucking Vegas. So um, I love Vegas. So I, I love that movie. I love Nick Papa Giorgio. Um, it's the most fun that I have watching. But to that point, then what's number three is the original Vacation, which is in a lot of people's minds. And I'm interested to hear your thoughts, but a lot of people think it's the best. So I have it down to number three. Christmas vacation up to number two. Your thoughts. Uh, so prepare, prepare to be mad at me. Um, so I have the first one vacation as my number one. Uh, it's the only R rated film of the group. So it's, it's definitely the raunchiest. Um, I think the, you know, as we said earlier, like Anthony Michael Hall, I think is just gold in that movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like like J- John Candy, unbelievable yeah, cameo is, there as the Wally World associate. So I I love that one so much, and it's the first one of the series. Um, this is where it's gonna get heavy. My number two is actually European Vacation. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I like European. I know, like critically, it's. Mo- I would say probably nine out of ten like critics would probably say it's the worst one by far. Um, I like it. I always thought it was underrated and funny. Uh, no. Yeah. Like the like the pig, what is it? The pig and the pope when they're on the game show or pig and poke. They're on the game show and they and they like somehow win and they get this trip to Vegas or to Europe. Um, and then just like, I don't know. I love it. And then uh, some random fucking guy like takes all those pictures of Ellen when they're in <laughs> Europe and she's on like all the billboards as like the sexy, like American mom. I yeah. don't know. I love it. I I think European vacation is really funny. Um, oh, underrated. God. Okay. Uh, and so then I have Christmas as number three. Vegas oh, you son four. of a bitch. And I listen, I like, I like all of them. I don't dislike any of these movies. Okay. They're all, they're all good in their own way and they're all funny. Um, I just find myself laughing the most at those first two, but for all the reasons you said, like Vegas is Vegas is funny. Like it's 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 a fun movie. It's 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 good. Um, the way that it explores the individual character arcs is really good. Christmas we've been talking about it this whole time. I just think European. I don't know. It's it just has some element to it that I just find myself laughing at every time I watch it. Wow, I am can't really explain. I, I am just like sh- I, I feel shocked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, it's I, I like it. I don't know. I can't really explain, but uh, that's nuts. It's like a complete inverse of of mine. We we almost have the complete opposite rankings, but we really do. Uh, it does go to show though how all the movies are funny, good movies. Yes, um, no matter who who the audience is. So, 100%. Um, interesting. Not not an agreement at all, but we'll take it. So. Uh, moving on, it's similar, you know, talking about like legacy or rankings. Let's do Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Um, I'll let you kick off the first one. Who do you have? Whether it makes the Mount Rushmore for the for the actor actress. Sure. So I actually started off with, and I don't even know if we mentioned in the beginning, but Jeremiah Chechik, the director. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of funny. Each of these movies also, not only is the, the cast different, the director is different with like all of them. Um, so Jeremiah Chechik, who is a Canadian director, uh, did this film and I said, yes, I looked at his IMDb list and he'd only has like, he's only directed like two or three movies and the other two I had like never even heard of. 
Uh, and he actually has like a ton of, of TV credits. Uh, but if we're talking film, um, I'm going to say yes for Jeremiah Chechik. Yeah, I think... Sounds uh, like a hockey player, Jeremiah Chechik. It does, actually. Like a good winger, you know, good wrist yeah. shot from uh, from the point. He, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of by default. Uh, I agree. I'll put him in there. Right. Um, the next one I have, let's kind of like work my way up the list, but I have yeah. Johnny Galecki uh, we talked about, but... So he's he's in Christmas Vacation. That's his big movie, but he's also in Big Bang Theory, and, and he, Roseanne, and Roseanne, and, and he's got like in, uh, important roles. Yeah, he's like a massive TV star, actually. So, so I mean, it's yeah. like you know we we talk about this a lot for for film, but you know I think for for Galecki we have to loop in the the TV work that he's done. But you know I think this was again you know we talk about like every podcast like the launching pad or the the big uh, the big role for the character and he's really good at a young age in this one so i put yes mm-hmm. nice uh, i i totally agree with you i had that down as well um so i'm gonna do juliette lewis who plays audrey uh, and i'm saying no because so this was i think like her first feature film maybe but uh in the, she had like a stretch in the 90s where she was in a lot of dark good like really good movies. She's amazing in the movie in Scorsese's movie, Cape fear with Bobby D my guy. Um, she's, she's actually hilarious. I don't know if you remember this, but, uh, she's in old school for yeah. like a few minutes. She's, uh, she's, uh, Luke Wilson's wife. <laughs> she's really she's funny. Like, well, do you scene. want me to be honest or do you want me to say this is the first time? <laughs> right. Like, I think, I think that like five minute stretch in old school is better than everything she does in, christmas vacation quite frankly oh, wow uh, she's good in the the it was the, the vampire movie from dusk till dawn with george clooney and quentin tarantino quentin tarantino as one of the actors in hmm. the movie uh so that's funny but she had like a really successful run in the 90s um and early 2000s so i'm gonna say no i mean her her role in this movie is not like i don't think it's anything great like it could have easily been replaced by one of by another actress as all the other vacation movies have for their characters. So I'm saying no for Juliet Lewis. That's fair. I put yes, but you know, I haven't seen a lot of those movies you rattled off in the nineties with her run. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe the ignorance played into that, but I, you know, I do, we talked about it, but feature film first one, I usually get a little bit of a little bit of a boost in my rankings. Anytime it's their first movie and they do yeah. a, a good job, but I agree. Nothing crazy nothing special but um i thought it was still a good performance by juliette lewis um uh next one i have on my list is beverly d'angelo and uh big bev she (laughs) it's all right (laughs) she had um a she's had she's had a good run actually as well so she's got all the vacations i put yes by the way so i put christmas I put Vegas and I put vacation. Uh, I did not put European. Um, She's in American history X as well. She's she's really good in American history X. That's one of my, that's one of my favorite movies. Uh, She's really good in that movie, which is nuts that she's in that and Christmas vacation. It's like (laughs) completely different character. But um, so I put that, I put those three vacation movies and AHX on there. So it's a yes for me. Nice. I also said yes. So uh, I haven't seen this movie, but I think she was nominated for some award for it for, called The Coal Miner's Daughter. Uh, mm. So 
feel like that might should probably be in there if she won an award for it. Um, yeah, American History X. She's really good. She plays Ed Norton's mother, who's just like just a very distraught, kind of irresponsible parent. Um, so it's it's a really good performance by her in that. And then I had Vacation. And I had European Vacation. <laughs> I think she is better in in European Vacation than Christmas Vacation. Like the scene, as I said, the scene when she like gets on the billboards and stuff. I feel like she has more of a more she of does. a role. She's she has more of a prominent role in in, in those earlier movies too. Um, I would say actually all of them probably because Vegas. She's Vegas good in Vegas well. too. The stuff with with Wayne Rooney. I said Rooney. <laughs> Uh, the stuff with Wayne Rooney, she's like those scenes are actually pretty good with her too. Wayne but I'd Newton. say out of out of all of them, <laughs> Christmas Vacation she does the least in. You're probably right, actually. Um, I went, I kind of went off based off of of movie preference uh, more so than role. But that's I think fair. technically, that's, I think I think you're right. That's fair. All right, the big one. Let's do this together. Chevy Chase. Uh, I said yes. Um, I have Caddyshack. Fletch, which is really good, Vacation, and Christmas Vacation, um, because those are just his iconic film performances. Uh, if you've never seen Fletch, it's it's really funny. It's really goofy. Um, but that's, I, yes. Like, even though, again, Christmas Vacation, I think European is better. Uh, Christmas Vacation is 10 times more iconic than European Vacation. So got to go with that. I agree. I, I haven't seen um fletch but i i put vegas vacation in there obviously um but i think christmas vacation is actually his best role i love him in caddyshack he's so good in caddyshack he's, yeah. he's unreal but yeah this is christmas vacation is chevy chase's movie in my opinion um he's the star of the show there the entire whole way yeah. through and he kills it so uh, I'm with you. The the last one I did have, um, I do want to touch on John Hughes. Oh, yeah. I didn't even mention Hughes for this, but yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because he's got, oh, we mentioned it earlier, but so many classics. I put no for John Hughes. Um, yeah, I'd put no as well. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, yeah. Bre- Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Home Alone, Uncle Buck, Plain Strains Automobile. Yeah. There's so many movies um, that I, I think christmas vacation falls probably like top seven or eight i would say somewhere around that range yeah. maybe even top 10 I, I don't know i mean there's so much good work from from hughes as from a writer but uh but i i mean i thought worthy of giving him a shout out at least absolutely yeah good good call to bring that up I totally forgot about him so adam final question here uh i i'm i'm excited to hear what you have to say with this uh what is the legacy of christmas vacation well for one it's a classic christmas film so it's like you said it's got a cult following to it to some extent but you know i think if you list off five ten christmas films you gotta have this one in here there's a lot in there you know there's a christmas story that you know we can go down the list but i think this one has to be in there um you know, I think it's got a, a pretty good blueprint for comedy where it's that slapstick nature for sure, but it really is for all ages. So, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, you and I, we were cracking up with the Grithwald family Christmas. Like that's yes. for, for, 
for young, you know, younger people and for kids, like that's hilarious, that kind of comedy. Um, but it also, you know, you, you compare that to his Clark's rant after getting that jelly of the month. And that's hilarious too. You've got the side comments from Eddie, which you may not pick up as much when you're younger, but they're hilarious as you get older. And so the ability to appeal to all ages and all groups of audiences, I think that is super special. And that's how you get like a movie to last, in my opinion. Um, so it does a really good job of that. And similarly, you know, also part of that blueprint is every scene ends at the right time, in my opinion. And the dialogue cuts off at the right time. So I have a couple examples is you know one of the opening scenes getting a tree russ says dad did you bring a saw and you just see his face but you don't have some like weird continuation of dialogue like the scene just ends it 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 did what it needed to do it it portrayed the comedic element that it needed to and it ended there and i really like that um another example like clark falling out of the attic when uh and when ellen opens the door yeah it, it doesn't go into this like oh what happened clark and this like awkward you know awkward dialogue again it just cuts off and that's that slapstick nature of it too where it's just like on to the next scene right it's really funny and they, and they don't and they don't discuss any of these mishaps ever again they no. just they just happen yeah it's just it, it it's honestly meaningless and i think that's the beauty of it so that type of comedy i think can really last and it really ages well with anyone so that's my big takeaway for me. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I had too. Uh, just the, the the slapstick comedy. It's the holiday movie where everything goes wrong, um, but but more importantly, it's like you know there there have been holiday movies made where where things go wrong. The, obviously, the big holiday holiday doesn't go as planned. But um, yeah, as you I mean that you said that really well. Um, that slapstick nature of it where. It's like if one of these scenarios actually happened to a person, like they'd either be dead or like everything would be ruined completely. But yeah. it's just like the nature of this type of comedy is just one gag, another gag, another gag, another gag, another gag. And I think that's that's by far the most memorable component of this movie, too. And combining that with the Griswold Christmas spirit, <laughs> um, it creates for for a very good Christmas movie. So is this... This wasn't on the categories, but is this your favorite Christmas movie? It is. Um, yeah, it's just the one, and I don't, I, I don't know if it's necessarily the best Christmas movie, but it's my favorite for sure. I think my favorite's Home Alone. I mean, uh, you can't, you can't argue with that. I have a really hard time with Christmas movies, like ranking them in my mind, but uh, I think it's Home Alone. But Christmas, Christmas Vacation is is gotta be like top six for me not jingle all the way with arnold schwarzenegger you know what i do like jingle all the way it's a funny movie there's a good asshole in that too um sinbad right yeah yeah (laughs) yeah sinbad's a dick in that movie yeah but that's a good movie but uh no christmas vacation it's it's classic it's 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 very iconic very memorable um Anything else to add, Adam? I, I, I have no I have nothing else to say. No, looking forward to flipping it on on Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, maybe the day after Christmas, uh, probably all three, and uh, <laughs> we'll see where that takes me. 
Well, let me know how that goes. I don't know if I could watch <laughs> the same movie three days in a row. Uh, listeners, have a very happy holiday, whether you're celebrating Christmas, Hanukkah, or whatever you celebrate, or if you don't celebrate at all, enjoy the end of the year. Until next time, take care. <laughs>